Hello, my name is Michael Yon, and welcome to the podcast. On this recording, I interview author Roman Harambura, better known as Kentarkis, on his upcoming book called The Dream Assassin, Volume 2, which he is currently creating into a masterpiece. Also, if you, the listener, have not as yet listened to the interview on his book, The Dream Assassin, Volume 1, which is on this podcast, it may be to your advantage to listen to that first, to give you a deeper understanding of why he wrote these books. They are split into 10 parts and are the earliest recordings to be found. I will be asking Kentakis specific questions on Volume 2, and I'm looking forward to hearing about the deep elements of truth that are housed within his fiction. So, without further ado, welcome again to the podcast, Kentakis. Thank you, Michael. This is a little different, doing this interview on your upcoming book, The Dream Assassin, Volume 2, especially since you are still in the process of completing it. Why have you decided to do this interview now? That's a really good question, Michael. I think the main reason is marketing. I've done lots of research and discovered lots of writers do it this way. I've given the listeners an opportunity in hearing why I am creating, writing, The Dream Assassin, Volume 2. I was going to place Chapter 8 within my first volume, but something deep inside of me clicked, and I realized my imagination wants to play some more, meaning to create, write another book, being Volume 2. So I am, Michael. Ah, you know, there's a question in my mind that I have been wanting to ask you. On your first volume, on the front cover at the bottom, you have what I believe to be an affirmation. An interesting one at that. Why put an affirmation on the front of your book? And are you going to do the same with the volume two? Well, first, to your first question, Michael, it's intriguing. It's to catch the attention of one's heart. It's the first thing I believe a reader of books sees. The front cover from top to bottom, as well as food for thought. Second, yes, I am placing a new affirmation on the front cover of volume two. A little different in words. Ah, that's brilliant. Just asking, would you be willing to share to the listeners the new affirmation that will go on Volume 2? Absolutely. It would be my pleasure to do so, Michael. This is what I wrote. The magic of life can only be predicted by the mind. If you limit the mind, you limit not only your awareness of self, you halt your own understanding to your reality of inner truth, that you are ageless, timeless, endless and limitless in all things. You, the individual, are in reality living consciousness on a journey of self-discovery. When are we each going to wake up from the dream, the prison that we each have put ourselves within? And naturally, on the bottom, it's got by author Chikas Kantakis as Roman Harambura. Wow, that's intriguing. Thank you for sharing that. You're always saying how powerful words are when they're being expressed, especially when they come from the heart. That's brilliant. Okay, moving on. My question to you, Kantakis. In the Dream Assassin Volume 1, in the last chapter, Chapter 7, I know we have already discussed this. The end of the chapter sort of ended as a cliffhanger. So you have written the second half of Chapter 8 in Volume 2. Is Chapter 8 dedicated solely for the big climax with the alien reptilians called Zeranine and their supreme leader, Zyakit? Yes, I have, Michael. With lots of magic, 
science fantasy fiction with a strong touch of reality, lots of action and especially drama. I created it with a storyline description as well as all the dialogue for each character. The dialogue is typed in bold so it makes it more clear for the reader. It has been written so it can go from book to film. As I stated, the Dream Assassin Volume 1 and 2 are created for the movie world. That's my vision. That's my plan. That's my goal. Wow. This may sound like a strange question. Can you give a brief storyline of what will happen in Chapter 8? Yes, I can do that. In the preface of Volume 2, I have created a separate small storyline for each chapter. So if it's okay with you, Michael, I can read from that, giving the listener an overall description of each chapter, if that is what you wish. Wow, I think that would be perfect. Yes, please do. Well, the saga continues from the Dream Assassin Volume 1, Chapter 7, going into Chapter 8, with the Supreme Leader Zyakit of the green alien extraterrestrial reptilian race heading towards planet Earth, with their entire population called the Zerazines. Their planet is dying. The only way to save their species is to merge their dying planet over or within planet Earth, thereby taking over and eventually eliminating the entire human populace. Mystical man being who he is fights back against this advancing aggressive alien race and their supreme leader Zyakit, who has one of the most powerful abilities in controlling the thoughts of his entire race of soldiers. What mystical man does not fully realize is the supreme leader Zyakit has a very strong ace up his sleeve because their technology has the ability by creating energy field vibrations that can not only hold a person in a freeze state, but once the field's vibrations are increased to high levels, will separate the structure of living cells by returning them to simple atoms. Mystical man's challenge to save planet Earth and its populace will be put to the test Yet little does the Supreme Leader Zyakit know or realize the will, the determination of who Mystical Man truly is. It's like saying magic versus technology. The outcome will shock you into believing that maybe, just maybe, magic is real. I must say, Kentakis, I am quite amazed how you can write an entire chapter from that small story you just read. I look forward to buying a copy of The Dream Assassin Volume 2 and spending many hours reading with my imagination like I did with your Volume 1. Can you tell the, the listener briefly what the other chapters are about? Absolutely, Michael. In fact, I can go one better by reading the, other, the others directly from my preface, if that's what you wish. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. So you actually have them already written. Yes, I have, Michael, but I'm a little different in writing my books. I begin from the front page all the way to the conclusion. So, let's continue. Continuing from Chapter 8 into Chapter 9, when we go into with Mystical Man arriving at the White House to speak to the American President, Ted McKay, who explains to Mystical Man his deep concerns about the terrorist build-up in Syria. Mystical Man is asked by the President Ted McKay if he would go to Syria in deep cover to establish what the hell is going on and report back to him directly. Once Mystical Man arrives in Syria, he discovers a massive plot by the terrorists which would change human history forever. 
Mystical Man goes back to the President Ted McKay to report his findings, explaining he will not confront the terrorists at this stage. He wants the top terrorists, which will be there on the 13th day of next month. In the meantime, Mystical Man has two magical shows to run in Washington, as well as introducing one of the greatest events in the entire human history. Aliens from another world, the three Dorican dragons, as his main feature in the magical shows, setting the world on fire that aliens do actually exist, with a dinner invitation from the President of the United States to dine at the White House. What happens next with a secret meeting with the President and the Dorican Dragons will create global agreements between the Doricans and humanity. Oh, that's an interesting angle. In one part, he discovers a plot in Syria concerning a build-up of terrorists. Then he runs magic shows introducing a race of aliens called the Dorikans, being dragons. Wow, sounds incredible. I like it. So how many chapters to Volume 2? Well, it goes from Chapter 8 to Chapter 14 in total. There are seven chapters, just like um, in Volume 1. I will say some chapters are longer than others. just depends how long I make them. Now, let's travel into Chapter 10, with Mystical Man arriving in the early hours of the morning in Syria. What he is about to do will not only shock the American troops stationed in Syria, but the entire world especially once it is revealed worldwide by the American president with the live footage of the entire saga. As things begin to settle down to what occurred in Syria, with Mystical Man completing his mission, he informs American president that he will be taking his team members on a very special trip into the past, going back to the 1920s in America, which was very different, in fact, a very different world back then intending to run magical shows or two. As he gathers his team members at his penthouse in New York City, he informs them of his intentions, which is to take them all back in time to the 1920s to run their magic shows, as it was back then in New York City. He asks his friend, Frank Hartley, to also bring along his detective friend, Mike Hammond, to the penthouse, as Mystical Man knows he will be of some help when needed. They would meet up with Nikola Tesla, inventor of his own time machine. Unbeknown to Mystical Man, the FBI had been watching Nikola Tesla for several months, and the FBI decides to take it to the next level by kidnapping Nikola Tesla himself to question him through torture about the location of his time machine. Mystical Man challenges the FBI in rescuing Nikola Tesla from the grips of torture, the head man of the FBI is furious with this man called Mystical Man in not being able to discover who he is or even where he comes from. He brings in the inf infamous mobsters like Al Capone, Vito, John Dillinger and Bugsy Seagal with a strong army of well-equipped men to capture Mystical Man, his closest friend, Frank Hartley. The man in charge called Edgar Hoover, who is basically running... The FBI, back then, believes this magician is in fact an alien in disguise with strange powers. Once Frank Hartley is captured, the FBI agents try many ways to extract information from him on this man called Mystical Man. It all ends badly for the mobsters as well as the FBI. 
But all is not lost. With Mystical Man and his team of professionals, including Nikola Tesla, who runs one of the best magical shows that New York City in the 1920s have ever experienced, the real essence of real magic. Whoa, Mystical Man takes his team back to the 1920s and works in partnership with Nikola Tesla, the famous inventor. That would be so cool to be able to just step through a doorway into any past that one can wish for. And you created the FBI and the mobsters. That sounds so cool. But why go back into the past and especially that era? Well, Michael, why not? Then again, Nikola Tesla was in my first volume and Mystical Man brought him back into physical life, allowing him a gift like no other, being forever until he chooses to dissipate. Besides that, Mystical Man promised him he would come to do a magical show in that past era. I do promise the listeners, as well as the readers of The Dream Assassin Volume 2, magic and action and drama, and of course a thriller to boot like no other. So, we are entering now into Chapter 11. There is a plot thickening with Mystical Man and his team arriving in Chicago to run several magical shows, which will be held at the Toyota Park Stadium. Having some time to spare, Mystical Man takes Jasmine Forbes' events coordinator to the Washington Park to view the beautiful landscapes. As they walk around, they both notice a small festival is being run near the children's playground. What happens next shocks them both, as young boys and girls are being captured, kidnapped for a ring of pedophiles that have been operating in the selling of these children worldwide for years, especially in America's secret society of the elite. Some of these organizations even sacrifice defenseless children to their demon gods. Mystical Man swings into action, hunting down all of these secret societies, especially every single pedophile, to bring them to justice in a way that will shock them into reality. Mystical Man creates through living energy a massive dome the size of 10 stadium fields, so they will be all placed into this dome. But unbeknown to them, as they stand in the darkness, the sounds they hear have never been heard before, some kind of creatures with sounds that can be deafening. Mystical Man hovers above them, saying out loudly in a strong, firm voice that the lives of so many innocent children that each of you are responsible for, as a society, your way of life can no longer be tolerated. Yes, I am your judge. Yes, I am your jury. And I sentence each of you to a painful death to equal what each of you have done. There is nothing but complete silence. Then all that can be heard is the screaming of men and women, with many climbing on top of each other to find some way of escape. Within several minutes, there is nothing but silence. So as mystical man would say, justice has been served. With the mayhem and drama over, the magical shows must go on with sheer excitement and, of course, magnificence. Wow, that sounds quite frightening, Kentarkis. Is there a reason you chose a chapter like that in ending so many lives in such a manner? 
Absolutely, Michael. You have to open your mind to the reality of inner truth, to see the outer illusion in what we as humanity have created over the last 928,000 years of human society. If we as a species can kill billions of animals each year, as well as slaughter our own kind in the name of some so-called governments, religions, as well as rape women, children during war, then we as a species have very little heart. It is time for us as humans to stand up and say, no more, enough is enough. If we have to instill fear into our children from these demented human animals, we will help create deep-rooted emotions and it will flow into their children and so on, where no one will trust another person and we will end up with a very narrow-minded human species. To me, justice should equal the crime. So the perpetrators learn that it is not acceptable within human society. So that's my reason, Michael. Now, we'll venture into Chapter 12. The President of the United States is breathing mystical man of his major concerns that the increase of people that have gone missing has increased by over 18% in the last two years. The President explains that no bodies or remains have been found. It's like they just vanished into thin air. It seems to be happening all over America. With Mystical Man cancelling his two shows, he puts all his efforts into investigating the serious growing problem, then discovers that Jasmine seems to have gone missing. What Mystical Man discovers next is not only horrifying, but cannot believe that some humans would turn to cannibalism, let alone believe that cannibals actually exist in the 21st century. The fear within Mystical Man begins to grow because his lady Jasmine Forbes is seven months pregnant. His feelings turn to emotions, which he has not experienced for a long time. In the pursuit of these demon creatures, they also discover who this Jasmine Forbes truly is. And the unborn child is Mystical Man's. These so-called humans realizing that the unborn child that is within Jasmine Forbes would be worth a fortune. So they do everything to evade him by putting obstacles constantly in his pathway, which causes Mystical Man to become depressed emotionally. Mystical Man loses his sense of direction in finding his true love. Not being able to rescue her, he returns to his good friend Philip Dustin who tells him of a man way up in the Himalayas who may be the only person that can rebalance him. Time being of the essence, Mystical Man needs to rediscover himself, not only to save his family, but continue to chase, to eliminate with strong prejudice all those that feed on human flesh by eradication of all human cannibals. My God, Kentuckians, that's a horrible thought. Human cannibals in this day and age... Where did you get the idea to write such a scary story? Well, do you think that was scary, Michael? You should have some of the um, dream experiences that I have. <laughs> You'd start laughing. <laughs> in, let me put it this way. In my, dream, in my sleep time, some call it dreams, I remember being drawn to this house, a very large, whitish, high-set house with what looked like it was set on very large acreage. As I was floating above the house and could see a large swimming pool with a huge entertainment area with what looked like some small living units on ground level. Suddenly, I was pulled directly into the house. 
not being able to control it in any way whatsoever, down through the roof, down to ground level, then through the floor, coming into a very large area, hearing a voice, a man speaking in a strange language. What I did see was some doors to my left, about eight of them. As I moved closer to the doors, I could see there were young children locked in these rooms. Then the voice of this man became louder. As I turned, seeing him holding a large knife, and to my deepest sadness, seeing a very young child being held down by some other people, I realized in that moment what his intentions were. Yet there was nothing I could do, as what I was seeing was actual physical reality. It was a human sacrifice. That's why I decided to create this chapter 12. So maybe humanity could possibly realize that human cannibals do exist in 2020. So yes, Michael, that's why I created that. So let's just trail into um, chapter 13 because it even scares me a little. As we trail into the depths of chapter 13... Mr. Frank Hartley, freelance journalist, is on his mobile speaking to one of his newspaper contacts. He is asked if he would go or be willing to go to a small town called Ohio to not only write about a ghost story, but to investigate a serious matter where dozens of unexplained deaths have occurred. But also, many of the town's people have simply disappeared, vanished without a trace. With a population of over 11 million residents, the local mayor of Ohio has already informed the Central Intelligence Agency, being the CIA in Washington, to investigate the serious matter into the strange deaths, especially the dozens of missing people. Since the CIA won't commit to investigating the problem, the mayor of Ohio was given Frank Hartley's name because of his reputation in getting down to the nitty-gritty, the truth. The mayor of Ohio makes contact with him, asking if he would come to investigate the major phenomenon by filming and writing a story on his findings and having it published in the New York City Times, as well as the 10 major newspapers in Washington, as it may or will encourage the CIA to become involved in solving one of the most unusual crimes of the century. What Frank Hartley, freelance journalist, doesn't realise, he will get closer to the phenomenon than he would ever have wanted to, as he becomes one of the missing persons. With Mystical Man being drawn into the drama, frantically, even though he as Mystical Man, with all his magical powers, will find it difficult in not only solving the mystery, let alone to save his best friend, Frank Hartley, before it's too late. What mystical man uncovers is a race, species, that live off the energy source from the human body so they can survive within the physical realm, vibration. What happens next is a shock of reality, what is living amongst human society. Oh, I must say, Kentakis, I will be looking forward to reading that chapter. It sounds right up my alley. I love mystery. And I'm a bit hesitant to ask you why you wrote that chapter, yet... I must. Why did you write chapter 13? Well, Michael, I wrote it because of a vision I had during a deep meditation a long time ago. Yes, Michael, I will admit it's very dramatized. Yet, let's keep moving on. As we go into chapter 14, being the last chapter... 
The dream assassin volume two, the touch of strong reality becomes as real as any human being that walks planet earth. I call them the dark forces. As a species, they exist. They come from the fourth dimension, which vibrates at a much higher frequency to our planet earth. That's why 98% of humans do not know about them, let alone see them in action. And what they are capable of, they travel through space, looking for species that, w- that are weak in nature, who are easily manipulated, controlled. They discover planet Earth several thousand years ago and have been manipulating by influencing human affairs on a very large scale, especially those of high-ranking positions of power, mostly big businesses who run the countries all over the world. These unseen forces influence government officials, individuals, by subliminal thoughts that not only affect your conscious thinking, but also your subconscious thinking, which in reality can make you do whatever they wish, especially to the weak-minded. Let's look at it this way. Just think, if a human being was capable of becoming invisible, imagine what they could get away with if they were a very negative person. That, Michael, is a horrible thought, is it not? So, as the writer, creator of this book, The Dream Assassin, Volume 2, I wrote a book in 2014 called The Book of Knowledge, I Am Alien, which is non-fiction. It has over 1,100 pages on specific stories as well as questions and answers. Two of the stories on page 99 call The Unseen Forces, Who Actually Controls Humanity?, and page 107 call the unseen forces and their role in the attack on America, explains in more depth who these negative forces are and why they have been chosen in our human society to cause so much mayhem over the last several thousand years, with humanity being totally unaware of their influence, nor their existence. On a personal level, I discovered their presence over 45 years ago, and have been teaching others to become aware of their influence. This is why I have chosen to add this chapter 14 into the Dream Assassin Volume 2, to help humanity become more aware that many of us as humans are in fact not in control of our own life, especially when it comes to making our decisions in life. So Mystical Man Our magical hero will uncover these unseen forces and find their weakness so he can eradicate them from our earthly vibration. He will also explain who they are, their form, their purpose, but not without consequences to his professional team, which some are influenced by turning against mystical man, causing absolute mayhem. Yet unbeknown to these dark forces, which have evolved over hundreds of thousands of years from a race of beings who destroyed their own world, their own planet, ending up in a vibration between the physical third dimension and the spirit world, which is fourth dimensional, which allow them to travel through space to unsuspecting worlds to create havoc. And since they are simply energy that has never been dispersed, They enjoy the negative outcomes that they all create through manipulation by subliminal thoughts to their unsuspecting prey within the population of humanity. The pressure is on. What will mystical man do? 
Well, you'll have to wait until you get to Chapter 14 in the book, The Dream Assassin, Volume 2. Yes, I remember reading your book, The Book of Knowledge, I Am Alien. There are two chapters where you talk about these dark forces. I'm amazed that you've chosen to write a chapter on the subject called The Dark Forces. Can I ask why you chose to do that? Because, Michael, it is the truth, and it has to be told in many ways so humanity can have the ability to protect themselves. Let me say this. I have come across several dozen people who by their own words asked me what are these dark shapes with slit red and yellow eyes that I see in the night when I am laying in my bed. They move from corner to corner and it's like they are in my head saying bad things to me. Some of these people drink too much alcohol, smoke too much marijuana, take too many bad drugs. These dark forces feed off negative energies by attaching through manipulation of their thoughts. That's the main reason I will be writing Chapter 14 in my new book, The Dream Assassin, Volume 2. Mm. I've asked you this question before. When will this new book go to press and how long does it take for it to be available for purchasing? And also, where can the listener buy the book when it comes available? To your first question, Michael, I will have it completed by September, October 2021. If I am to self-publish, it would be available by late November, December 2021 through most internet bookstores. That is my goal. If it gets published by a traditional publisher, well, from that date, November, December 2021, it could take a further 12 months. This is what I have been told. So, if a literary agent listens to this podcast on my new book, The Dream Assassin Volume 2, and if you would like to represent me, then please email me, kontakis at gmail.com. Now, kontakis is K-U-N-T-A-R-K-I-S at gmail.com. Well, as always, it has been my pleasure interviewing author Roman Harambura as Kentarkis on his upcoming book called The Dream Assassin Volume 2. And if you haven't as yet read The Dream Assassin Volume 1, you can get it online at most internet retail stores or get a signed copy directly from the author. Again, just email kentarkis at gmail.com. That's it for now. My name is Michael Yon. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more.